Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. Hey. And Johnson. We lost the second half, Scoot. (laughs) Thank God we didn't hear that chant. I know Uh, you love that Fog Allen chant. You didn't really hear the Fog Allen chant. Yeah, it was rough times at the Fog Allen last week as West Virginia drops uh, one to Kansas, seventy-nine to sixty-five, and I got to be honest with you: when I say that score, it sounds better than the second half of that game looked. Yeah, it actually does. I mean, I feel like I should be saying something like, you know, eighty-three to twenty-seven is what it felt like. Yeah, so. I mean, well, the second half for a while there was a point right. We were down, I think, twenty-two at one point. Um, so yeah, it actually feels closer than than parts of that game, but. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it was another tale of being in it, or in this case, actually leading in the first half, and then another one of our, I think, I read something, and I'll link to it, but I think in the nine trips to Fog Allen, um, we have been leading or tied with them um, in almost every trip, and then lost in the second half each time, so yet again, yet again, that's what happened. I think, and I said this when we were texting back and forth during the game this is one of those examples of why you know you look at some of these upper echelon teams scoot the gonzagas the kansases the dukes the north carolinas and they're so their recruiting is so good and their players are so good that i i don't how do you have a team like west virginia ever catch them and i'm not saying west virginia's recruiting is good and i think we're going to be happy at the end of the season with our team and you know, and we're going to go deep and I think it's all good things for us, but like you, you had, you had that, what was the name of the guy on uh, Kansas who couldn't miss a three pointer? Like he was throwing him out behind his back and he was nailing him. Braun was good. Abaji, like Baji was pretty good. I think Braun finished with six threes for the game. He was on fire, but he was. Marcus Garrett was even decent, and he's not known for offense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, like, you watch a team like that Kansas team, and you look at how, I mean, that looked like a national championship team. Here's here for me, here's the big story. And I know this sounds crazy, but Kansas shot really well. And I I don't know that if they had played anybody in the Big 12, that they would have lost that game as well as they were shooting. The, the problem we have, the, the one advantage that WVU has is the fact that we've got two gigantic, strong big men. The problem we have is when only one of them shows up to really play, now we better shoot the lights out because our one advantage that we really have over most teams isn't there. It's not an advantage anymore. And Oscar being somewhat of a shell of a player. I mean, at this point, I don't even know. Uh, he's never close to a double-double now. Like, I, no, mean, I mean, he only had three points in the game. And they have David McCormick, who I guess was a McDonald's All-American. I didn't realize that. So their McDonald's All-American came to play and was at least treading water with Derek Culver. And then they had no other bigs. Like, they have zero other bigs other than David McCormick. And so that should have been an area where we could have exploited them, pound the ball inside, score a bunch in the paint, 
force them to have to defend that and then open up our shooters? Well, because Oscar's a non-factor and McCormick could at least tread water with Derek Culver, our, our scores better score from the outside, and we didn't necessarily do that other than Sean McNeil in the first half. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting. You know, we talked a couple shows ago. I made the comment to Josh Witt from Unreasonable Doubt when he was on with us that to me the gold standard for Oscar is still last year at Kansas when he dominated. And I don't mean like a turn of phrase. He was he was just playing well. I mean he was dominating everyone on that court. Isn't it interesting to think that's the same guy we saw barely manage. 18 minutes, I think he made one field goal, finished Guido, you said, with three points in this game. I mean, that just seems crazy. Yeah, and only, and again, and, and, and this is where you, I mean, and this is where this team worries me because when if if Oscar isn't going to step up when Culver has an off game, and I'm not saying that, I mean, Culver had an off game, and he's going to have those. He's had an amazing run of games up into this Kansas game, you know, so he only had eight points and eight rebounds, which is off his average. You know, if Oscar's not going to step up, then we're going to be in trouble, you know, because we saw it. And, I mean, you know, you had McNeil, who we've been kind of railing on a little bit this season, you know, and he had finally had that breakout. Well, he had that breakout half. He, You know, not as many opportunities in the second half. I think just because they were caught in transition so much that the second half was just rough. But, you know, he had a great first half. You had McBride, who had a great game, 19 points. And then you had nobody inside that had a good game. Like, yeah, and I think Scoot hit it on the head, though, if you want to go back to that for just a second. I think coming into the game, I was counting on us having two big men against one big man. you know, And I thought that's where we'd have the advantage, a, a two-on-one under the bucket. Because even though, even though Kansas is big, is good, and talented, he's still one dude. And I thought just... For the simple fact, we'd have we'd have the advantage there, our our two powers, um, and really, I I think the outside shooting did you know kind of maybe blunt some of that, but you know because Derek Derek Culver still went um, four for nine, I think from the field, he still had eight rebounds, like you said, Guido. I mean, all it, for him, that's you know, uh, for him, that's kind of an underperforming game, but but for anyone, would love to have those that stat line, but I think. There was no challenge, you know, kind of like I think what Scoot's point now, like anytime DC got the ball, then everyone could key on him because there was no one else to really demand any attention, um, you know, on the inside, in the paint. So that, I think, for me was just really disappointing. And I guess maybe just before we get off on a tangent, I think my thought kind of leaving this game um, was this had to be maybe what Richmond felt like when they played us. I think, you know, sometimes you just run into someone – that second half, they were shooting the ball so well. I think Scoot's right. I don't know that they lose to anyone in, in conference when they're shooting the ball that well. So, I, you know, I think part of this is, you know, look, they made 16 threes. They shot 45%, I think, for the game. You just you kind of got to move on. I mean, they, they made shots. Even, like, like you said, Scoot, guys that don't normally make shots were even making shots. So sometimes you just got to move on. But I think it, it does make me worry moving forward that, yeah, I mean, Oscar is kind of like – you're starting to see Gabe even more and more and more. I think Gabe logged 24 minutes this game because because yep. Oscar is not really not really showing up. Here's another concern for me. So in our starting five, you've got Deuce McBride, who's I believe he's leading the team in scoring. Is that right, Guido? Or pretty I, close yes. to? It. I mean, I know Culver was, but I'd say Deuce is now probably the the lead scorer. They're neck and neck, but yeah. Uh, McNeil, while he's been streaky. 
is still at least uh, before the game was hovering around 10 points a game. Um, he had a really good night, so I'd say he's above that. Above that. You've got Derek Culver. Those three have been, for the most part, somewhat reliable scorers. The problems have been Oscar and Emmett Matthews. Emmett Matthews, while Oscar is disappointing, Emmett Matthews might be the key to this season. Because if he can cause defenses to have to defend him because he's so tall and he's athletic enough to get to the basket, yeah, he can he can really be a big time miss because he's probably mismatched almost every time somebody's defending him because they're not going to be as tall as him. Yeah, and he can play out on the perimeter. He can go into the into the paint. If if he will take that next step, we see glimpses of it, and we talked a little bit with Brent about it. How you know you see glimpses of it. And we we talked about Issa Ahmad in the past. How you would see glimpses of the glimpses of that, and I think that Emmett. As, I mean, Emmett has a pulse, so he's already leaps and bounds more active than Issa Ahmad. So if Emmett will take that next step, that next step where instead of deferring to the other guys and just being that aggressive guy that we see occasionally, that's a difference maker right there. That, that guy alone will help us negate some of Oscar's sophomoric uh, slump that he's in. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I think in, in the Kansas game, Emmett was active. It's just he wasn't – he just wasn't on. He was 3 of 11 from the field. He missed all four of his three-pointers. So um, he did grab six rebounds. But, he, you know, in 31 minutes, I think he – he, you know, would have had he made just even a few more shots, he, he would have made his presence felt. Right. I think the other thing that really, you know, something that you don't see, we don't see very often since Bob Huggins has taken over this team is that the rebounding, you know, we, we don't ever get out-rebounded and we got out-rebounded. And especially, again, going back to what we were talking about where we have two bigs and Gabe Osaboyan who comes in and plays that role. You know, and still we get out rebounded. What was it, Johnson? Forty to thirty-seven. Yeah, overall forty to thirty-seven. I think um, I'm trying to think. It might have been their uh, offensive rebounds. I think were twenty-five to nineteen. Maybe I'll look that back up. But I I bring that up because didn't it feel like they had multiple shots? You know, they had multiple right. tri- like in in a trip down the floor, they might get three and even four shots because they were rebounding the ball so well and. With as hot as they were shooting, that was a killer. A lot of times, those rebounds then got kicked out for another three attempt that went in. Um, so yeah, that was a huge problem. The other problem I had was this game didn't even let us get mad at the refs. No, it didn't. It <laughs> didn't at all. Like, I like to blame the refs for things. Yeah, and that's true. Kansas shot the ball too well that I couldn't even get mad at the refs. <laughs> well, and it was just so, and it was so weird because you know the end of that first half we had so much momentum. I mean, we were looking great. You know, Sean McNeil shouldn't go without saying, like, he the, the first half, if Sean McNeil could string two halves together playing like that, we wouldn't have lost that game. Like, so that that's the first thing. The, the other thing that's so weird about it is, is, so, like, so you come out in the second half, you have a one-point lead, and then it just, it's like, it, it wasn't even slow motion watching it fall apart. It was like an explosion. It was like, and then all of a sudden we're down by 20. It was, it was amazing. We went down by 20 in the first 10 minutes of that second half and it it, was just it was very uncharacteristic of this team so far this season is it dick vital's fault 
<laughs> Dickie V's fault. You yeah. just, well, he did. If there was anyone to get annoyed with, I think it was Dickie V. As as the broadcast went on, I mean, for one thing, the ESPN didn't realize the Buffalo game had been canceled. They like rattled off a slate of upcoming games. Like I think they got completely wrong at one point. We were texting back and forth about that, and then Dickie V. I mean. Uh, take it with a grain of salt like anytime i know that dickie v is included in the broadcast i try to calm down about that a little bit because obviously he's going to talk the whole time but he just was like incessantly talking over every uh every part of the action of this game and and it's like stream of conscious talking like it's not even (laughs) sometimes it's not even about the basketball game it's like high schools it could be about being in florida yeah right right right. i mean i don't need to hear anything about the tampa bay rays come on (laughs) leave me alone dickie v um so all in all, not a great game at the Fog, Allen. We, you know, had our issues. We did see Huggins has continued to shorten the bench up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the only people we saw come off the bench, three guys came off the bench other than that. Or, yeah, three guys. So, Awesome Boy and Sherman, uh, Scooch, Jordan McCabe came off the bench, and Isaiah Cottrell. Is that what we're going with? I think we're going to go with Cottrell. Cottrell, right? Uh, so, Isaiah Cottrell, he came off the bench. So, we didn't see Bridges. We didn't see, uh, you know, Kedrian Johnson. We didn't see anybody else deeper on the bench uh, come off. Guido, uh, funny, though, if you look at Gabe's stat line, it's so Gabe. Uh, yes. Zero points, eight rebounds, five assists. Yeah, like, right? it, it's so That's so such Gabe. a Gabe stat line. And and here's the thing about him. Like, I love, like, I know, and, I, and Scoot's going to hate me for this because Scoot likes flash. Like, Scoot wants to see guys do jump shots and run, and burn into the middle of the paint. I love watching Gabe play basketball it's so awesome just to see him like he's so big his arms are ginormous like well, he's just always working he, yeah and he's like everywhere but he doesn't do anything flashy scoot he takes a lot of charges he takes a lot of charges I mean it's it's fun to, I feel like it's really fun to watch him watch him play but so. don't you think just as a counter argument because I mean, I mean I do too but Back to what we were talking about with usually Gabe, you know, when when Oscar sits, it's usually Gabe then that picks up the minutes. And I think you could see that here. Gabe was in, I think, 24 minutes this game. So they were definitely split in time. And it's it's actually interesting to me now to see that tip even in Gabe's favor now. You know, Gabe had 24 minutes to Oscar's 18 in this game. It's that's fine. And I and I love it, too, to see Oscar. I mean, uh, Gabe come in and, and get that work done. But he's not a scoring thread and we're reminded about that again in this game when he ends with zero points. So, you know, it, it, to me, that's what exacerbates Oscar's um, current situation because we don't sub in a score when he leaves. So if he's not scoring, it's one thing. It feels like Oscar's even forgotten to run. Like I don't like it when he runs, it looks awkward. Like it's just like everything about him looks uncomfortable to watch. Well, he's definitely he's definitely in his head right now. He's I mean, fumbling the basketball. He doesn't grab it. I mean, the guy is the strongest guy on the court almost. I mean, within reason, Derek Culver may be stronger. But uh, those two are the strongest two guys on the basket. Like, when he grabs a basketball, it should worry about being deflated. The ball. <laughs> like, the ball should be like, oh, crap, this guy's grabbing me. Like, and he's, like, catching it. It's like trying to watch him catch a feather. Like, it's, like, ridiculous. Like, I don't. I don't understand. Well, don't you? Don't you also notice? Because I remember us talking about it early in the season, and now I just see it randomly on Twitter. Um, you know, you you guys think about when we've texted each other. Oscar knows he can dunk, right? And then I'll, yeah. I'll be yeah. I'll be reading through Twitter, and other people will will say literally, you know, Oscar knows he can dunk the ball, right? It's and like, like he's so, afraid to. It's like yeah. he got yelled at, and right. it's like some like. 
you know his finishing around experience that yeah, he wants like that, that might be the best thing he does is right. dunk a basketball and, and if know, he's not going to do that we got problems what right. do you think about because I, I thought about this after the game the other day it, part of it reminds me of like you know when you're new at doing just work with me here because i don't have a good analogy but you know when you know when you're new at doing something and you you don't know what you're not supposed to be able to do and so you do certain things and people are like, you know, like maybe a kid is new to a sport and they're just, you know, they're doing everything right. They don't really know what they can or can't do yet, you know, with their abilities. Oscar almost, he almost looks to me now this season, like not that he's been coached wrongly, but it's almost like the coaching is now in his head. And instead of just reacting, he's now like catching it and then thinking what he's supposed to do instead of just acting and reacting. Yeah, it's you'll like he's him. thinking about footwork or something. It, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. something cause you'll notice when he gets the ball down for like a bunny, he'll sometimes he'll miss it. And, and it almost looks to me like he's trying too hard to think like, okay, like what are my mechanics supposed to be or something? I, I don't know. I was trying to think or about maybe it. The other day. I've been yelled at for something similar to this. I don't want to do that again. Yeah, so right. while he's doing that, he loses the ball because he's worried about getting yelled at or worried about doing the wrong thing. Yeah, it's, and I'm not sure that's what it is. Like, because I'm not like I'm not like getting on the coaching, but it almost it almost makes me wonder. Like, is something in his head where he's just overthinking well, it now instead of reacting? I know that I've read that Hugs and the coaching staff. I think they've alluded to Oscar realizing that Oscar is now a big deal. Like, I think after last season, Oscar kind of like maybe it all hit him once the season was over like yeah, holy right. crap i'm pretty good at this and pretty popular and people <laughs> and like this, me because of this, it and, and this could be a big thing yeah and they said that i at least i feel like huggins is has kind of hinted at the fact that maybe oscar should have been working harder in the off season as opposed to enjoying some of the fame that he received yeah. so maybe that's some of the issue i don't know and well, He's, and I think, and I, and I think that the one thing that a basketball season can afford you more than any other sport, a lot of times, is that he's got plenty of time now to straighten that out. Yeah, like, that's true. He could, we, you know, if if he gets on fire in the next two weeks, we'll forget all about what's been happening the month of December. You yeah, know, and that's a good and, point. And I think that that's one thing about basketball you know, that, that can afford him that ability to just be like, you know what, that was yesterday. Let's deal with today. Football yeah, is not as much, you know, baseball is sort of day in, day out. So you, you know, you get into that groove and it's hard to get out of that groove, but basketball, because of the way that it, hockey might be the same, but I don't know anything about hockey. Uh, but you're right. That, there's time to like course correct and, right. you know, and there's enough practices yeah. and there's enough things in the middle of it to help, help break it up. I'm going to channel though, my inner, uh, Josh Witt for just one second and say something good about this game, which is, you know, and Josh said it when he was on our show, and we're not stats guys as much as he is, but WVU's been averaging 40% this season from the field. They shot, guess what, 41% from the field, oh, both okay. halves. So first half they shot 41%, second half they shot 40%, it averaged out to 41%. So the question really is, is if that West Virginia team that played in Fog Allen – last week shows up this week at you know the historic uh almighty gallagher eba arena oh, so ridiculous play, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous to play oak state or whatever it might be like does that west virginia team beat all of or most of the other 
you know, Big 12 teams? And I think the answer to that is probably yes. I think West Virginia, you know, probably outside of maybe Baylor, I think West Virginia could probably handle any other team playing the way that they played against Kansas. I just think that the problem was is just like what you said, Johnson, like just like when we played Richmond, it was you couldn't stop Kansas. Yeah. I think Kansas could have beat anybody that day. I do too. So I think that's 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 sort of the challenge. So West Virginia drops a game to Kansas, seventy nine to sixty five. A lot of games coming up between now and our next show, guys. A lot of basketball coming up between now and when we release our next show. So we've got uh, Buffalo is gone. They got COVID. Right. And so they're out. And so we got the powerhouse Northeastern, which I didn't even know Scoot had that's, a basketball team. That is the, uh, that's the school that Jim Calhoun built. So Jimmy Calhoun, we, that's where he started. Was there, and then he went to UConn. Scoot is, Scoot, is this the Northeastern in Louisiana that we've played in the No, this is before? the one in Boston. Boston. Yeah. Oh, this okay. is, uh, I believe, J.J. Berea. Went to Northeastern, former okay. NBA guard, maybe still NBA guard. Played for the Mavericks. Um, I'm not. So that, I don't know if there's any other famous NBA players that went to the Northeastern. So that replaces Buffalo. Do you think this was another Josh Eiler gets on the horn, get on the bat? I'd phone? say there, there's got to be a connection to the coaching staffs. I, I mean, I don't know if it's Huggins knows the the staff well, but there's probably a connection, whether it be through our coaching staff or maybe even Shane Lyons knows some people that are in the you know, the athletics department over at Northeastern. Um, I know that there's a lot of moving parts, right? So you've got to make sure schedules line up. You've got to make sure. So that only allows certain teams. Then some schools don't want to travel or don't, you know. So there's a lot of like, I think what they do is they get maybe four or five teams kind of lined up and then – if one says yes, they go with whichever one says yes first. Yeah, well, then... that would make sense. Yeah. So Northeastern currently is one and four with uh, a win against a former A10 foe of ours, UMass. So okay. What I'm curious is, so typically these are buy-in games, right? So I'm sure WVU is probably paying something for Buffalo yeah. to come. So because Buffalo cancels. I wonder if in their contract there's a clause that gets them out of paying some amount of money, or do we have to? Is there a buyout where we have to pay some amount of money? I would imagine this season it's pr- it probably the way it works is that it's probably just like contract canceled, and then they offer Northeastern the same or less money or whatever. I'm just to, curious to legally through. if you're allowed to break some of those contracts, because I'm sure when they made the contracts they weren't necessarily. COVID. Right. <laughs> Maybe they were. I don't know. Maybe it depends on when these games were lined up. So, it, anyways, we play uh, we play Northeastern. That's on ESPN Plus on Tuesday, the 29th at 2 p.m. So, Scoot, you can use your ESPN Plus. I'll be account on it. again. I will be on it at 9 p.m. I like those. No, that's a, that's a Tuesday. That's a 2 p.m. game. Yeah, so, it's, 2 p.m. it's in the middle of the day. So. Yeah. 2 p.m. Right. 2 p.m. After lunch, but before dinner. <laughs> oh, I'm on it. I'm on <laughs> it. Watch then. some basketball. All right. <laughs> Uh, and then and then we hit the road, guys, and then things start to start to move and happen. So we're, then we get uh, we're barnstorming the state of Oklahoma. After yeah. That. Then, then we go we go on an Oklahoma trip. So then Saturday, uh, the second, we travel to Norman to go to the Lloyd Noble Center. The historic Lloyd Noble. No, it's not historic. I don't think it's not historic. The, it's Lloyd brand Noble. new. The brand new Lloyd brand- Noble Center. What did we say that I think that was from a BTF a while back? We said it was like the big wagon wheel or something. Yeah. We tried to give it a name. The, it apparently didn't stick. 
That's that's Oklahoma on the second Saturday, the second, and then Monday the fourth. We stay in Oklahoma. I'm assuming that we're not coming back to Morgantown, and we're just staying in Oklahoma because we travel to Stillwater and play at Scoot's favorite location in. Uh, it's historic. In, uh, it's historic. It's, it's probably Gallagher, on the National Iowa. Register of Places. We'll have to I check mean, that out. I mean, it says it in the name, Scoot. I mean, so. I love that place, and I love Hilton Magic. There's nothing more magical than Iowa State. <laughs> yes, Let me right. tell you. <laughs> Iowa State in the middle of January or February, nothing oh, more magical. Magical. Ma- magical uh, places to play, Scoot. So. I'm not sure, guys, how much Northeastern is going to be a test for this team, how much we'll learn from watching this game on on Tuesday before we head back into Big East play. So. Yeah, probably not a whole lot, but I think it there is a nice opportunity there in that two-game two trip in Oklahoma, pick up two conference wins. I think hopefully the Northeastern game is one of those games where you just you don't want to get anybody hurt. You don't want to you know have anything like that happen, but um, it, I'd love to be talking about three wins when we get back together. What do you think happens when the rankings come out this week? Where Where do we fall? After that loss to Kansas, Kansas was ranked third. We were ranked what ninth, seventh. We were seventh. seventh. I think we stay. I'd say definitely stay in the top fifteen. I don't know. I'm gonna guess like fourteen, maybe thirteen. Yeah, I'd say I'd say similar because Guido. I think it's a bad look. You know, I think when we lost to Gonzaga, we could hang our hat on not only were they number one, but we played them to the end, and that was a super what like two possession game at the well, end. That so. loss is gonna help us in a way because like. Other teams were just getting crushed by them. Yeah, we did I watched, not. Yeah, I, I that know. Virginia game. Yeah, that's a good point. Virginia got annihilated yesterday by Gonzaga, but I think this this really was a bad look because there was quite a build up for this Kansas game, and the second half really was a bad look for us. But I I would be shocked if we fell out of the top fifteen. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I would be shocked if we fell out of the top fifteen. I mean, I, I see us maybe dropping two three spots. We might even stay in the top ten or be at ten. Um, you know, because again, it's, it's, it's one of those situations where both of our losses come against teams that are in the top three, you know, we lost to a number one ranked team and a number three ranked team, but I agree with you. I think if it had been a, a closer game, you know, in, at the fog Island, that it would have been a little bit more palatable for the press to not knock us down. Can I ask matches. you one last thing too, before we, before we break from, from basketball talk, do you think part of me was super disappointed in this because I couldn't help but think that if there was ever an opportunity to go into fog Allen, it would be with this team and no fans in the stands for them. Right. Scoot. So uh, it's a few it's, fans. They still had people there. Uh, but. Yeah, I guess they had a handful, but it was limited seating just like at the Coliseum. So anyway, I, I was just disappointed that we couldn't, we couldn't get this one. Um, from here on out, uh, some of our listeners may or may not know this, that uh, Johnson records our his podcast, our podcast, from his frog, which is the finished room over garage. From here on forth, I'm declaring the, his the recording Allen. studio, the Frog <laughs> Allen Studio. The Frog Allen Studio at Johnson Enterprise. Yes. The historic Frog Allen. <laughs> historic. Yeah, please. Historic Frog Allen. I, I will only accept this if we throw a historic in Historic there. Frog Allen. Coming to you live <laughs> from Historic Frog <laughs> Allen. All right. Well, listen, let's take a break. We're going to come back and talk a little bit about this bowl game and see who we're actually playing this week in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. 
Vortec Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortecKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortec, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortec Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears on Guido along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can find us on the social medias. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears on. We're also on Twitch now. So starting in 2021, we'll be broadcasting our recording of our show live on Twitch most weeks. So you can find us Got Your Ears on on Twitch as well. And guys, uh, you know, the cool thing about that for our listeners are they're, they're going to be able to ask us questions during the Twitch so they can chat us in and stuff. And on top of that, you get to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff that's ridiculous that you wouldn't normally get to see. Like Scoot saying something dumb and then I edit it out or something like that, right? <laughs> that never happens. Yeah, I mean, just as a for example. I, mean, I, don't know why that one, I don't know why that one immediately comes to your mind. but Or Scoot's internet not working and me editing. Yeah, I mean. Also, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Fake news. All right, guys. So it's bowl season. I, I don't. I, you know, I feel like it's been a we. It's such a weird year for me with football in general, even with NFL and in college. Like I usually watch as many bowl games as I can watch, and I feel like this year I'm totally slacking on that as well. Like I'm not. I'm not watching a ton of bowl games. Some of the Scooby- issue is they're at. Like you think there's a bowl game, but then it's canceled, or you something's off with the bowl game. Like, and some of them aren't even. I feel like the, the, the networks aren't even sure if the bowl games are going to happen, so they've not put as much effort into them. Right. Well, and on top of that, we've only had the weird kind of bowls. I mean, only two ranked teams have played so far, and Marshall played and got beat on Christmas Day. And poor Grant Wells, he looked rough during that game. You know, and I know he's well, a West Virginia that, guy. Isn't that an odd thing, though? I mean, our, our Marshall you know animosity aside is isn't that just a weird you know that that's a team that went from averaging what like 35 40 points a game these last three games i think they, they mustered were, like 20 total points they were a top 15 ranked yeah, team it's just one so point. weird and, and, and i came off. I, I was a grant wells fan i mean i you know me i'm i'm a i like the in-state recruits and he had a solid season up to you know these last three games now i think they pretty much want to run him and the coaching staff out of out of what's, so it's what's just the most puzzling thing. to me about that game was the fact that doc holiday was yes. wearing a mask and a mask yeah he wears like, like he wears like the mask and then the gator over the mask and it was like i feel like it was a like a a legit good mask on the first mask, like maybe an N95 <laughs> or a KN95 or something. I mean, it looked like, like uh, industrial grade. And then he goes with the gator over top. Is that is that to hold the mask? Is he just trying to keep like look cool? Oh, you think he's, he's like, inserting? I don't wanna, no, I don't... there's no strings attached. <laughs> kind of like a lot of my uh, relationships back in college. No strings <laughs> attached. He slid the he slid the old mask in to the gator. And then, and then you had that crazy game uh, the other this past weekend with Liberty in Coastal Carolina. The Shants, who have been ranked, they were twelfth in the nation, and they're they're like all the rage this year, trying to go uh, undefeated. Yeah, trying to go undefeated, loses one to Liberty, which 
I still don't understand how Liberty has a college football team, but that's a, another conversation. Yeah, and a day. very good one. And a very good one this year. So Hugh Freeze got off the uh, hospital bed in the uh, press box and was actually down on the field. He does well yeah. coaching in the hospital. Last year he coached in a hospital bed on the in the press oh, no. box, I think. Well, the end of that right. game was crazy. I think Liberty blocks uh, a coastal field goal attempt in overtime, right, to to seal the win. So yeah. that was that was pretty crazy. But yeah, Guido, I'm I've been the same way outside of um, a few bowl games. I really haven't paid a whole lot of attention yet. Yeah. So we finally though kick into some more ranked teams this week. We've got Oklahoma State plays Miami on Tuesday. Texas plays on uh, Tuesday as well. Uh, what else we have? We've got, you know, Florida, Oklahoma coming up. But we also have an exciting bowl game that we're allegedly going to be in. So as we record this show, we're still playing our bowl game. Yeah, which as, of, is the as of right now, we are still there. Zone Liberty Bowl, and we uh, have a new opponent. So last week when we talked, it was Tennessee. And then 24 hours after the podcast dropped, Tennessee decided not to play, and we get Army, which – some people are super excited about most people are not including scoot you're not too excited about this well i mean it's going to put us on a national stage that i guess is one benefit however it's going to put us on a national stage in which we will very well struggle and that's not going to be a good look well and you're kind of like don't you feel like when you play one of the service academies you're like the designated enemy team to root against right right like it's it's the united states against us right like the entire united states is going to be like (laughs) if you're a casual virginia right (laughs) if you're a casual football fan tuning in you're pulling for army i mean come on yeah right it's going to be another one of those just like you know Owen Schmidt and the old the old uh, Orange Bowl like it's going to be the whole country is, is going to be Army and then like West Virginia will just be West Virginia. Well, and I think isn't it interesting that I went from almost borderline anger at playing Tennessee because I I didn't like um, I didn't like being put against a three and seven team I think is what they yeah, were right. you know Something they're kind like of a lost program right now. Scoot and I were talking about how you know you don't put a whole lot into bowl wins and losses, but if you do lose that, man, that's kind of a, a you know a dark cloud. Now you flip almost. I almost had a, a polar opposite feeling to this. I was like, oh man, Army's like red hot. They're nine and two. I was almost their like lo- crap. Their losses. One of their losses against a great Cincinnati yeah. team. You know. So now it's like, man, you know, I, I think it's. It's uh, it's easier to get up for this, but but I'm a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, like I'm nervous for you know this isn't this isn't your normal uh, army team. This is a great team. Yeah. Well, and here's and here's the thing though, like I, you say that Johnson, but like I and then I go back and I think about like look at the teams that West Virginia played this season, and then like listen to some of these teams that Army has beaten this season. So Army beat Middle Tennessee State. Army beat Abilene Christian. Army beat Mercer College. Like so What are the mascots for those first three teams? Okay, here you <laughs> I couldn't tell. Ooh. I know I know the first one. What was the first one? Middle Tennessee State. What, I have no idea what's Middle Tennessee Johnson, State. Johnson, don't look it up. Don't look you're looking it up. No, yeah, I'm not looking it up. I, I can't place it offhand. Any guess? I don't know. What is it? Scoot? I believe it's a, feel- a Blue Raider. Oh, I think they are the Blue Raiders. You're right. Yeah, now that with you a say horse, that. With a horse I don't know what Mer- I don't know what Mercer is, though. Uh, uh, oh, I do know Mercer. Mercer Bears? That's correct. Wow. That is, that is Abilene correct. No, there's, Christian? There's no, way, there's no way that you know Abilene Christian. They got to be the Cowboys. No. Ooh. Try again. 
donkeys. <laughs> no, not they're not the donkeys. I do like I do like they are Willie the Wildcat. Willie the Wildcat is Abilene Christians. It's like a cougar, but wild, okay, a wild animal. Yeah. So, anyways, Army <laughs> Army has played teams that are like well. Uh, not that exciting, I guess. And like we're playing, you know, Oklahoma's. We're playing Baylor's. We're playing big, big name teams. Yeah. Well, that actually makes me feel a little bit better. So maybe you're you're saying maybe curb the enthusiasm on those nine wins a little bit. Yeah, I'm just saying that you know nine wins. I, I think we would have had a nine win season if we'd played those teams. Okay. So like this podcast is an ebb and flows, right? So you're going to curb your enthusiasm on the nine wins. Now I'm going to tell you that they run the triple option. And you never know where the ball's being run from. Yes. And we did so well but, when Texas Tech had the quarterback, the guy with the long, ridiculous hairdo. Yes. And we couldn't find him, and he ran yeah, like a wild man. Yeah, baby giraffe. He he ran for – he was like the Gale Sayers. Yeah, he kind of was like uh, a giraffe mixed with boner stabone from yes. Growing Pains. And he, he looked like Walter Payton out there against us. So, yeah, that's a concern. Yeah, I hear you. And <laughs> I never want to be compared to a giraffe and boner stabone. In the same I know. Sentence. Yeah, there that's, was a giraffe and boner stabone in one sentence. That's uh, uh, tough. That's. I tough. feel like it's totally accurate, though. That's tough to deal with. So I hear you, Scoot, and I hope that you know maybe the defense we can have. You know, maybe we'll have one of those good defensive games where we can stop an offense that we're not used to stopping. But here's the thing. I, I mean, right now, I feel like. And Army, by the way, and this is another thing against us. Army, by the way, is receiving votes, so they're not na- they're not ranked. But they, if you did rankings, they would be like twenty eight. What are we receiving? We're not receiving any. We're votes. not receiving any votes. No. Okay. So <laughs> it's that I, I get it, and it's good. I still trust the climb, Scoot. You I don't know trust you the do. climb. I know I do not. I trust <laughs> right now. I do not. I, not with that quarterback. <sighs> Listen, Scoot's at base camp. I. Listen, I want to trust the climb. I do, but I cannot trust the climb if we're going to trot out a facilitator. So let me, let me. Okay, I'm gonna. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into quarterback conversation. <laughs> He's baiting just going to be frustrating. He's baiting you. you he is baiting me. Let me ask you this question, Scoot. So let's say West Virginia comes out and wins this game, this bowl game against Army okay. right now. Is that a good win for West Virginia? Are you happy with that pick for West Virginia? Are you happy with that win for West Virginia? For me, this is going to sound and crazy. Let me, let me go back and say right now, West Virginia is a favorite in this game, seven and a half point favorite in this game for against me, Army. I think for your climb and for your fellow climber's sake and for all the good, all of our good friends at North Face and anyone else that likes to climb, <laughs> you need to win this game. You need to win this game. This is a must-win game for your climbing. Otherwise, I I've, think I, – I mean, I, here's the thing, Scoot, this, and this is one of the – I hate agreeing with you. You know, it's like the most painful thing for me when it comes to talking football. I agree with you. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm – if we win this game against Army, which Army has a better record than us, even though they've beaten teams that we could easily beat, if we win this game against Army, I feel like I'm, I'm going to go into 2021 – riding the Neil Brown bandwagon and and happy and excited about the team. I feel like if we lose this game to Army, it's the other end of the spectrum. I'm going to be like, what's going on? Especially if it's a bad loss. Like if it's a, uh, you know, a a loss where it feels like we didn't even get off the plane. We're not even in Memphis. Right, right. 
So so then, am I? Are we to say then, as far as the climb is concerned, that Army is like a big Sherpa? We need to get on that Sherpa's back early. That's right. And if we don't get on that Sherpa's back, do they climb? Like when you go with a Sherpa, like I assume this is some guy that like knows the lay of the land. It's kind of like a river guide or something. Yeah. Yes, that's the idea. Yeah. And they like. And if by river you mean mountain, then yes. Like they, but they typically don't look like they're ready to climb anything, right? They look like they just show up in a bunch of fur coats and are ready to walk up the hill. I mean, yeah, it. That sounds very Hollywood Sherpa, but yes, like I mean, <laughs> I, very, I it don't. Is. That's very Scoot watching a TNT movie Sherpa. That's very uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom Sherpa that you're painting. Is there an application process to be a Sherpa? Like, do you have to go through an interview and? No, I I feel like there's I I feel like it's more like you know town folk just sort yeah, of right. decide. handed down through the generations yeah johnny yeah. he's a good climber yeah he'll take you <laughs> his dad used to climb the mountain his grandfather before him right. you know that kind long of thing. line my of dad climbers. was an electrician would you trust me to rewire your house <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly because your dad was a sherpa doesn't mean he, you know <laughs> <No. that. laughs> but scoot let me ask you this let, let me ask you directly this though and i think i already know the answer but regardless so if let's say they do beat army let's say they beat army convincingly are you any more trusting of the climb than you were right now yes in the sense that I feel like moving forward, like Guido said, you need to have some momentum. I think that, and we're going to talk a little bit about this here in a second, but the news of some of the recruiting and some of the transfers and some of the things that we're hearing, they all sound very positive. That's all good until you do something on the field. So if you're actually doing something positive on the field, that's probably going to lend itself to getting more transfers, getting more recruits and things of that sort. If you, are horrific in this game you're gonna have a lot of guys doubting themselves like what am i committing to why am yeah. i going here maybe i well, should think about no, going that's a good else. point i like no, that i, I like I that answer that's a good point you. that's a good point and i and i feel like you know i honestly feel like that we're gonna start when we come when we do our shows in august of 2021 and we're getting ready to talk about football season i almost feel like our our the, the collective opinion from all of west virginia fans but us too is going to be like well t- let's just throw 2020 out because it was covid it was crazy nothing was normal nothing was regular you know and i i feel like it'll just be like this big asterisk of a season that'll be pushed off to the side and that will never It'll never, we'll never use it to balance any other season off of. Well, and that may very well be the case. Queen and though. so, I, but I agree with you, Scoot. Like, I think you need the win to to feel good. Though. Well, we let me to. say this: even more so, it's even more important be for recruiting purposes because right. of how the dead period for colleges with recruiting. I mean, it continuously gets pushed farther and farther back. Further and further. So yeah, right. we're not bringing kids on campus, and to me. That's probably one of the biggest selling points as a recruiter would be we got to get these guys here so they can see yeah. what it's like, get in they the atmosphere. Well, well, in the atmosphere and the fans in the stands. There's no right. atmosphere and they can't even come and see the other kids going the to RVs classes in the and blue stuff. lot. Yeah, all of that. Right. They're not exactly. doing any of that. So the only way some of these recruits are going to like, especially outside our local area, like you know, if you're trying to get recruits out of Florida, the only way they're going to see us is playing Army because right. that's going to be a pretty. You know, it'll be a, a bowl game that yeah. people tune in on. Yeah, yeah. And if you suck 
who's going to want to go there? And you know how it is when you're sitting around with your buddies and they hear you've committed to West Virginia who just got crushed by Army, a school right. that's got, you know, a bunch of two-star, three-star guys and you can't even, you know, hold water with them. Right. You're going there? Why are you going there, man? You could have gone exactly. to all these other places. Why are you going there? So now all of a sudden it gets in those guys' heads. So it's a big game. So let's talk a little bit about that game, guys. So West Virginia plays Army in the Liberty Bowl on New Year's Eve. It's a 4.30 kickoff. Uh, let's make some predictions. I'll go first. I'm feeling confident about the game. I'm feeling like we're going to win. My my biggest thing is, is trying to come up with a score with numbers that are realistic because I feel like we can hold Army from scoring. Even though I agree with you, Scoot, the triple option, and we had trouble with it in our similar style offenses earlier, I feel like this is a defense that Army hasn't seen. I mean, you got to remember, at one point we were the number one ranked defense in the country, and we were still losing games. Um, so I'm going to go with WVU 21. I'm going to say we put 21 on Army. Army only scores 10. We cover the spread, which is 7.5 points. Ooh. What do you think, Scoot? I am leaning the complete opposite direction. Oh, I'm going to say... Don't do this. Don't pick Army, man. I'm going to you... say Army. I'm going to say Army. Uh, I'm going to say Army 31 is the number that sticks out in my head. Oh. WVU 14. Right now... Darius Stills is throwing that brand new wallet I got him <laughs> well, at his iPhone. Listen, it's not going to be Darius's fault. I can tell you that much. It will not be Darius's fault that it's a 31 to 14. Uh, He's going to do his crazy. job. And the defensive 31. line is going to do their job. I worry about what's behind him, especially now that, you know, Tony Fields isn't going to be there. So the two man came out, and I think uh, Jared Bartlett is in Tony Fields' spot. And at one point, Jared Bartlett was like the talk of the town, according to that one announcer that is the only announcer that has talked about Jared Bartlett before that and after that and since then. So um, hopefully Jared is ready for the task. Dylan Tonkery, some of those guys at the second level are ready because they're going to be seeing guys show up in their area with the ball pretty quick. Johnson? Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't bring myself to do what Scoot just did. I I think for me though, it's going to be really low scoring because um, yeah. I think the defense shows up. But you know, this whole triple option thing is a cause for concern. I I just again, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what points we're going to generate. I think to be honest with you, I think we also generate yards and points on the ground. I, I'm hoping it's something that you know, where we can get Letty gone a little bit. So I'm going to say low scoring game. Um, I still think WVU wins. Uh, I'm going to go uh, 24 to 14 WVU. I mean, I I'm with you, Johnson. You and I are in the same boat. We'll, we'll see what happens I wanna when be we wrong. come back. I want to be wrong. I hope you're wrong, Scoot. I hope, I hope you're wrong. So we'll find out. Don't forget to watch that game. Other football news, guys. And I guess we'll start off with sort of the biggest news that came out this week. Doug Nestor, offensive lineman from Virginia Tech from Spring Valley, signs with WVU. And Johnson, it's kind of an interesting move for him. 
Yeah, I mean, that was certainly the the talk all over Twitter and everyone's super excited, and rightly so. I mean, this is someone who was highly recruited. He had 17 starts at Virginia Tech, and I think... Five-star recruit for them. He should be immediately eligible. So it's someone that, you know, not only if you're a homer like me and you love that he's from Spring Valley and he'll join the likes of Zach Frazier and some other in-state guys that we already love, but also... You know, a guy like this, that's, I have to think, immediate impact. I mean, that's someone you can you can slot right in um, and, and just immediately bolster the capability of your offensive line. Well, and you talk about an offensive line that might be a, a close to an all-West Virginia offensive line. Yeah, I, mean, you're I think gonna that's have, so cool. You have the potential of having three starters next year if Wyatt Milam can – can get the start you have three guys that are going to be west virginia guys there's even there there's the even team. some talk that there's i i imagine it's maybe more so pressure than anything real that darnell wright from huntington who's a starter on the offensive line at tennessee there's a lot of pressure for him to even uh transfer to wvu so uh, here's my question johnson um you kind of come from the same area that uh, a lot of these guys uh, are coming out of Spring Valley, and uh, that was what Cerrito Canova and um, and what is the other schools that came out of there? Buffalo Wayne or something? I think there was like yeah, three it's schools. All Wayne, yeah, like Wayne County area. Yeah, and then um, Darnell Wright being in Huntington, you being uh, what is now a Cabell Midland. Uh, what would be Cabell Midland? So the real story is: Did Don Nealon miss something? Back in the day, uh, back in the uh, early 90s, did he miss well, out on a, a potential uh, in-state guy? Well, I mean, Scoot, apparently I'm drinking – I had been drinking different water than yeah. the water that they're drinking so in you're Spring not 6'5 Valley. plus and over 300 bills? No, that missed me, unfortunately. No. <laughs> so that's exciting news, though. I mean, it's exciting to see him come back. I, I, I guess my question is, after so many starts at Virginia Tech, why, why leave Virginia Tech? I mean, it's not like – it's a big D1 school. What what makes you leave Virginia Tech and come back to West Virginia? Yeah, I think right now it's the current situation at Virginia Tech is the impression I get. It sounds like there's a lot of folks hitting the transfer portal. And it's, it's interesting to see how for someone that they thought was going to be a savior and kind of even pick up and build on – um, you know, Beamer ball, it seems like it's gone exactly the opposite. And it makes me wonder if they're actually going to be looking for a coaching change here soon. Well, they, they so they also lost another offensive lineman, Brian Hudson, too, transferred out. So, I mean, it, you, and that you could be off- that could be position coach, though. I mean, we don't really yeah. know. That could be could. position yeah, coach. That could. could be. That's right. And it, it doesn't hurt that a teammate in Wyland, Wyatt Milam is now at WVU. Malashevich, is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Grayson Malashevich, also a Spring Valley guy. Plus, we just had, uh, was last night, Corbin Page is the first committed recruit for the 2022 class, a tight end from, a four-star tight end from Spring Valley. So I don't know what happens in Spring Valley, but for whatever reason, there is some sort of mutation going on where these guys are ginormous. I want to say gigantic and, and ginormous at the same time. I want to say ginamorous. Gina- <laughs> I think you just coined a new, <laughs> you coined a new phrase there. Yeah, it's just inter- it's just interesting to see. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, what's the coach at Spring Valley? Brian uh, didn't didn't. We Brian, should almost uh, get uh, our buddy Troy mm-hmm. Lilly on to talk to us about Spring Valley to see what what it is that they do. But that- I think Guido, to me. 
Virginia Tech, you know, they, they finished out the season. I think they lost four of their last five. One of those losses was to Liberty, who we talked about earlier. I think, you know, people there are just kind of souring on the state of the program, and I think it's sending a lot of these guys looking elsewhere. So, It's just it's a, it's an interesting move. Other interesting news, though, is some guys that are on this year's team that were seniors or are seniors – are actually going to take an extra year that they get for free. So Evan Staley and Alonzo Adai coming back to have their second, maybe in some cases third, senior year. Uh, so that's kind of interesting to see, you know, that they get that free year of eligibility. You saw Darius, and we expected Darius to put out that he wasn't going to take that extra year of eligibility next year, and he's going to the NFL draft. But you see guys like Alonzo Adai, who Alonzo had a great season. Yeah, I mean, did. it wasn't – Anything to, to scoff about, had a really good season coming back next year, and how much does that help bolster having a sixth-year senior come back and help you? Well, and uh, I think year. I've read somewhere that uh, he and Jamal really had a good time playing and, and working together um, yeah. with that family connection, being cousins. Um, I think Alonzo's made comments about how he didn't realize how fun it would be to, to play you know, for and with your cousin, so... Right. So that's good to hear. And Evan Staley coming back. I mean, the kicking game. I mean, you know, Evan never really had a bad game. So I, I think it's coming you know, off an injury. That makes sense. Yeah. Too. You know, yeah. Didn't get sense. a chance to, to say to goodbye. Back. Right. 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 That'll be a, that'll be his sixth season. So, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. I To me, especially someone like Alonzo Adai, anyone on this defense that we can get to return. This defense has been such a positive bright spot for the team i think that's great so i was excited to read that i'm just a master's another master's program away just throwing that hey, out there Scoot's still got that eligibility just throwing that out there i could be he's a, gonna we're gonna be looking for a punter which which foot you want Long. me to kick with i can do it either way i'll go i'll go australian rule style i'll run out to the right or the left and give a little boot to it you know we i mean they're gonna need a long snapper next year scoot i mean i, I think you've got the height to be a long snapper. I could be so. a long snapper. Here lately, I've been putting on the weight to be a long snapper, so I could probably do it. <laughs> probably <laughs> really fulfilling that that You get the height there. and the COVID weight, so that's good. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll reach out to Rex and see if he can teach you a little bit of something. Uh, so, anyways, don't forget, WVU plays in the Liberty Bowl against Army. A th- a, by the way, we didn't say this before, Army has won their last three bowl games, so that's a little scary. WVU plays Army New Year's Eve. That's a 4.30 kickoff on ESPN, so definitely check that out, and uh, don't forget to watch it. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break and come back with a segment we haven't had for a couple of weeks. Kind of excited to have it. A little segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears! So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio you'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. 
All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On, Guido, along with Scoot and Johnson. And don't forget, check out our website, gotyourearson.com. You can find merch, you can find information about a show, you can listen to the show, everything, right, Johnson? Yeah, it's all right on the site, so go to gotyourearson.com. Uh, you can see the link for merch right at the top. Uh, that'll take you to the the merch store where you can maybe get a pullover guy shirt, Guido, or um, any number of things there. And then you can listen to the show right in the sidebar through the tune in link that's provided. And as always, we will put up the, the next blog post with links to all the stuff we talked about, probably some stuff we didn't even get to. So check it out. Yeah, check it out. Got your ears on. Dot com. Well, it's been almost a month since we've allowed Scooty to open up his web browser and find something ridiculous. And so we decided, you know, since it's the holidays, we should do something nice for him. <laughs> so here's where we allow Scoot to tell us something that we can't believe in a little segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears. What do you got for us, Scoot? Okay. Uh, I like to eat food. I'm sure you guys <laughs> do as well. Uh, okay. Are you guys fast food guys? No, I, I mean, uh, it depends on what fast food uh, well, we're talking let, about. Let, let's first say this about Johnson. Johnson is a fast food guy, but it's only like one or two fast food places. Like Johnson eats daily at either the Chick-fil-A <laughs> or, or the Chipotle. So he eats at one of them two places. Would uh, you consider, I would consider Chipotle fast food though, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. fast food. It's like fast casual. It's yeah, like Panera. Right? It's fast food, but it's yeah. like fancy fast it's food. It's sort of like a bit fancier. Scoot but doesn't do fancy fast food. I do any, so Scoot, I do any fast food. I'm not no, afraid. No, you don't do, you don't do a Panera oh, or a Chipotle. Oh yeah, I do a Panera macaroni and cheese until they put a lot of milk product in there and then I'm in trouble, but um Always oh, yeah. comes back. To I cheese. feel like you're more of a like hit the Wendy's, hit the Hardee's. I mean, no Hardee's, I do not do, but uh, and I, but I will for a small fee. <laughs> if if they would like to sponsor this segment, I will be a Hardee's guy through and through. Bring your thick burger on over here. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, McDonald's. Do you fellas ever frequent the McDonald's? I like a McDonald's breakfast and coffee. Yeah, breakfast usually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, they have a new burger out. Okay. Okay. If you uh, live in China, you <laughs> and I don't, which I don't. You could potentially get your hands on a McDonald's sandwich okay. that is made of spam, topped okay. with Oreo cookies. What? And uh, to give a little bit of a condiment to it, they go with mayo on top. <laughs> okay, I can see the spam and the mayo. Those probably complement each other. Oreo cookies? Yeah, where Oreo does the Oreo cookies? Come the sandwich in? is made of two slices of spam, a some Mondelez International's Oreo cookies topped with mayonnaise. It's part of the members only promotion released on wait, Mondays you, in China. Wait, do you have to be a member to get this sandwich? Apparently, yes. I guess you have to be a member. There are. Um, Let's see. Uh, they planned to sell no more than 400,000 of these little babies, these lunch meat burgers. <laughs> Sounds like a lot to me. When you inv when you hate someone but have to invite them to dinner, you can ask them <laughs> to eat a McDonald's Oreo lunch meat burger, somebody said. <laughs> oh. Now, have you have the two of you guys ever had spam? I think uh, I have my, a long have. time ago. Yeah, I have. My grandmother used to love Spam. And so she used to make, when I'd go stay with her, like when I was a kid, like seven, 
eight years old, like she used to make me spam sandwiches with cheddar cheese, like American cheese on them. Okay. And that's, and that's what she would, she'd fry the spam in the skillet. Yeah. And then between bread and the American cheese. I feel like I couldn't have been any older than eight or nine the last time I had spam. I would probably guess it's been the best. I can't. I haven't had spam since I was. I don't know that. I honestly, I don't know that I've ever had spam. Isn't spam like a big thing in Hawaii? Don't like the Hawaiians love spam and like the Koreas. It's a it's a big thing. I mean, I mean, I don't think they have. I'm I'm gonna say. I'm going to say they don't have spam in North Korea. I just feel like that's they don't allow. Well, I'll Korea. give you that. But I think, you know, that's like a post-World War II. I think, yeah. I think like in parts of South Korea, like food vendors, food trucks, you know, you'll find a lot of spam I type I feel like offers. as an adult, I have like gone away from the idea that it's okay to eat meat out of a can. <laughs> like, Are there other meats in cans? Uh, tuna, what other meat I guess in tuna. Can- yeah, so I, I it actually I was getting ready to say scoot not really in a can, but it makes me think of like in the Carolinas you'll hear people talk about scrapple. Scrapple, oh, yeah. yeah, I've heard about um, that. And there's another. Um, what else do they call mm-hmm. scrapple, Guido? I don't know, the, but there's Vienna mm-hmm. sausages come in a can, I think. Yeah, yeah. Potted well, meat. But you, you know, like scrapple's more like sausage. You know, miscellaneous parts, and they and they like fry it up and cook it like you know with eggs and it's like america's and, version of haggis isn't it like, yeah, it's like weird like, meat parts and right yeah. you kind of you don't really know what's in there but it's gray and it can be fried up and <laughs> it's kind of got a lot of parts that make sense right it's scraps it's crap yeah. and uh let's make it sound good so apples sound good so we'll call it scrapple I think Scrapple gets called liver mush oh, in other horrific. places. Whoa, I think that's the other. I think that's what the other name for so, it is. So let me ask you guys this though: How often, like when you go to a fast food place, will you try whatever like non-nor like you know you go to McDonald's, you know they're gonna have Big Macs, you know they're gonna have quarter pounder with cheese, but like will you have the whatever they're calling this, the McOreo, whatever it Spammer. is, like. Yeah. Yeah, the Mc Oreo spammer. Like, will you try? Like, I would never like, try this. When you go this. to McDonald's, like, people freak out. Like, people freak out when McDonald's brings back the McRib. Right. I like, was or the Shamrock Shake. Yeah, or the Shamrock. Like, will you go and try something that's like different on the menu at a fast no, food place? Not really. I'm, I get the I'm same kind of thing almost to, every time. Yeah, I, well, I'm yeah. a tried and true person. If I, I do feel that. like with places like that, you got to go with the thing that you know, and yeah. you got to go with the thing that's. I mean, safe. I am two cheeseburgers, no pickles, every time. And if I'm not, oh my it's gosh. Uh, you can't, nuggets. You can't special order. Oh yeah. You can't special no pickles order. man i don't want that who wants a pickle on there come on well but i also guido i like the high turnover items like i don't want to order something that i don't know if it's been sitting there forever you know like i, I don't want to roll in and grab a like a fillet of fish yeah. yeah i don't know how like how many people have had that today that one's been sitting there for six yeah, you know hours they're maybe. churning out burgers like yeah crazy. like so right. i'm fine with that fish might be sit- the chicken the weird chicken might be sitting <laughs> in the, yeah. the thing for a while so I like, I, uh, I, I mean, I like that McDonald's is offering something to members. I'd like, to, uh, would you like to be a member? Well, how exclusive is this membership? Yeah, what kind of membership is this? Sounds like a pretty horrific membership? membership, if that's what they're I offering. Mean, what are, <laughs> if the perks are this type of sandwich, <laughs> I, know. I don't like, know that Like, Scoot, what, what would entice you as a McDonald's uh, aficionado, I think, what would entice you to become a member? I think if you like um, 
I, I don't know. Maybe you get a, a value meal, one value meal a month for free or something like that. Scoot, I would... Come on, cut cut to the chase. I know what gets skewed in on this membership is free extra cheese whenever he wants I would, it. I would like an extra cheese slice on, on my burger. That wouldn't He's be bad. He's in the door for that. Um, but I think maybe uh, I saw a tweet recently about the apple pies from McDonald's and how they were like molten lava inside them. Right. Hot. Yes. Right. Uh, I would do it for an apple pie. I love those suckers. I mean, like, and, and, and this is what I don't get about fast food marketing. And maybe I'm not their target target market. But, like, so you, you have exclusive op- offers. You have these, like, spam Oreo things. You had McDonald's. Didn't they just have, like, a couple months ago the whole thing with Travis Scott where they had, like, yes. the Travis Scott meal? Yeah, that's right. And people flipped out about it. You yes. Know? And all it was was a quarter pounder with cheese and then, like. Some other weird sauce on it or something. Yeah, some weird sauce or something on it. I don't know. I just. I, I, what if they offered you the opportunity to de- to develop your own burger? They do every time. It's like you go and you tell them you don't want pickles. You've developed your own. I burger. guess that's true. I, I guess that's true. It's MTO, baby. <laughs> How about you, Guido? What's your go-to? You got a go-to place? So I'm more of like a. I, I used to like Subway, but I'm kind of off the Subway thing now. I'm in the Jersey Mike's now. Like I'm hard on Jersey Mike's. I like, like Jersey Mike's. I'm I also like Jersey Jimmy Mike's Jones. like a, at least once or twice a week. I feel like it's a better option too. Like I feel like you're a little safer, you know, with with a Jersey Mike's. You're, you know, uh, they're uh, you, they prepare the food in front of you. You see them it's all, making the it's food. It's all perception. It doesn't. It, it doesn't may not come down be some better. shoot from some guy that's in the back picking his nose while he makes your quarter pounder Don't with no that. pickles. They're not doing that. He is, man. He's not like, doing he's that. Ba- he, he is back there. Do he's doing. That. You can't when you can't see them making the Skeet's food. It's like, please don't let me think about that. Please don't make me. Now, COVID times. Listen, COVID times. I've been, I've been laying off. I know it's probably safe, but I've been laying off a lot of the, a lot of the fast foods. I'll do a pizza. I do a pizza because I feel like a pizza is pretty hands off. Nobody wants to touch a scorching hot pizza as it's coming out of the oven. Um, But everything else I really haven't messed with. No McDonald's, no Wendy's. Not really. I mean, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times I've had any fast food in the last eight months, nine months. When the the COVID goes away, Scoot. I'll be back. Oh, man, I'll be back. Where's the first place you're going? What's the (laughs) first thing you're getting? Uh, That's a good question. Uh as maybe uh, unpopular as this may sound, I've always been a Burger King guy. You like that flame broiled? I like a flame broiled burger. It smells so good. I can't do that. Um, burger King is one of those things you eat it at noon and at like nine o'clock at night, you're still like, God, when did I when did I eat this Burger King? It's like you're still it's like it's still with you. Um, now, see, Wendy's is okay. Of- Wendy's around here is pretty popular. It's okay. On the other end of the spectrum, you have Johnson, who I don't think has curbed his fast food intake from Chick Fil A at all since since COVID hit. If well, anything, and I have, have I have a lot of I have a lot of Chick Fil A eaters in my house. So, one way or another, I'm either getting it myself or I'm picking up for somebody. And but. here's the thing about Chick Fil A that kills me: like McDonald's does this kind of stuff where they have the Travis Scott burger and they have the spam Oreo burger. Chick-fil-A doesn't do anything like that. Like it is chicken sandwich, bread. That's it. Everything. Chicken like, sandwich, bread, and a horrific like four pickle. things on their menu. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> hey, you like that nice bun? Let's let's ruin it. Let's throw a couple tea. pickles underneath it. Tea, sweet, not sweet, or half and half. That's all it is. Yeah, and the thing about Chick-fil-A for me, it's almost like 
force of habit because I know they're going to be efficient and it's going to be correct. And I can just go on about my business. It's not even that I just love the chicken so much. It's just, I, I, if I'm going to go to a fast food place, just let me get some food, make it be correct. I you am, know, and I'm then let me go on. to Chick-fil-A. Why, why is well, that? We're, we're, scoot, the nearest Chick-fil-A to you is at least 35 minutes away. Right. I'm opposed to it though, because okay. nowadays when you go to a drive through to Chick-fil-A, like yes. they don't give you any chance to look at the menu because there's a long line and then they've got 15 workers like out with iPads, with iPads. all over they you. Give me a break. I want to look at the menu. I don't know what I want yet. But that's the thing, Scoot. There's only four things on the menu. Uh, I Do don't listen. The, I don't go there original enough to know what sandwich? they got. Uh, the original with cheese. Scoot, you're so old. And here's the thing. When I do get the Chick-fil-A, I go with a wrap. I go with the cold wrap. So you would prefer to sit in McDonald's 45-minute line. We're all gonna be we're all gonna be sixty five and retired, living in uh, South Florida or something. Yeah, Boca yeah, Raton, right. and, and we're all gonna meet at McDonald's every morning yes. and get our coffee and our ninety nine cents. <laughs> Johnson every, will bring the pickles every day. Oh man, the extra onions. Well, uh, one thing I would not be ordering is the uh, spam Oreo mayo sandwich. Like I'm not, that doesn't sound remotely good at all. Like I don't even know. Like. Okay, you want to go spam and some sort of like sriracha and cheese or something? Okay. Okay. That sounds like the mixed stomach ache to me <laughs> is what that sounds like. Well, thanks, Scoot, for the mixed stomach ache that, you get, that you've uh, sent upon us. Guys, don't forget, it's a busy week for you WVU fans. Lots and lots and lots of stuff to watch, including WVU basketball playing Northeastern on Tuesday at 2 p.m. on ESPN+. And then they'll play again on Saturday at 4 p.m. against Oklahoma and at 9 p.m. on Monday against Oklahoma State. Right now, we're playing in the Liberty Bowl. That's New Year's Eve, 4 p.m. on ESPN. So definitely check that out. Everybody, thanks for listening this week. Don't forget, look for us on the social medias. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Got Your Ears. You can also look for us on Facebook, Got Your Ears On. And check out our website, Got Your Ears On. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget, we'll be back next week with another episode talking about WVU's bowl game and all these basketball games. So thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you have a great week. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. Got Your Ears On.